At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The numbers told the story. They always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the house as well, producer number nine. How you doing, Kelly? Hey, doing well, doing well. He's doing well. Good to hear you're doing well. Say, uh, your Warriors got feisty last night. Well, Clay got feisty, and he does. You know, in the end, you sh- you just show your hand, you show the rings, yeah, right? You're like, yeah. I'll see you guys in the playoffs. Seven texts in 22 seconds. Is that what it was? It's pretty incredible. That was a uh, the tied for the most in any quarter. Suns beat down the uh, Warriors last night, 134 to 105, in what can only be described as a sparse sports night. Do we call that a sparse sports night? No football, no baseball, and a quartet of basketball games. On the show today, Drew Dinsick to talk both football and basketball with us from uh, the Bet the Edge and, of course, Deep Dive podcast. Mike Pritchard, our own Mike Pritchard, to talk NFL. Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke to talk, of course, the World Series. We're going to slow play all our baseball guests all week. With uh, baseball predictions, well, Borchard Borchard thinks the numbers right on the World Series, but he still played the Phillies for intangible reasons. And then Sporer liked the Astros, I think he said. Can't remember. I don't exactly. remember what Sporer said, yeah, I don't but, what but Spore he's said. secretly somewhere listening to this show, uh, while he's eating breakfast with with his girlfriend. <laughs> and his girlfriend knows nothing about <laughs> his it. His girlfriend knows nothing about it. <laughs> uh, we also have Alex Monahan from Odds Jam's gonna gonna hop by in the studio today. We're looking forward to that. Um, service that uh, some people actually it's a great website that, that people all perhaps be interested in and then Bob DeLuca joins us I saved uh, maybe the most interesting here this hour for last Bob DeLuca joins us from Crushem Sports you know who he is Kelly he's the dude who's got six entries left in Circa Survivor six out of the remaining 125 and we'll talk to uh, Mr. DeLuca about uh, his strategy going into this did he intend to play all six entries on one team each and every week this year, because that's what he's done so far. And what are his intentions moving forward now that he has close to 5% of the remaining entries? Again, it's one thing to have six out of 6,133. It's an entirely different proposition to have six out of 125 that left. It is wild. It is wild. I cannot wait to hear from him and kind of the strategy he's he's chosen to use this entire year. And then what do you do now, right? It's a whole new game now. We'll go. We'll also go through game by game what he's picked already, Kelly. Just to let you know about the uh, the couple good moments of good fortune he's had. Because anybody who wins Survivor, and I'm not saying he's going to win it. Maybe he is. He's certainly in the driver's seat. But whoever wins this, and in any of these survivors, 
you have at least one or two weeks mm-hmm. where you just get completely fortunate. You're never going to get through. In this day and age, you're never going to get through it. Just like sweat-free the whole way. I didn't have a problem. That's like, that's got to be any NFL contest, period, yep. at this point in life. right? No if doubt. you're doing anything with the NFL you and you won, you got, you got more lucky than unlucky throughout the season. 100%. My, and I keep saying this, and I, I'm saying this to, to just show you how the NFL is so tough. So on the Megapod, the Beating the Book Megapod, which Rufus Peabody is a guest on this week, that's on the Beating the Book feed, uh, Jeff Parles, Todd Wishnev, and I, with the rotating guest, it's Rufus Peabody from uh, Unabated and Massey Peabody this week, joining us for the analytics take on picks. But we do three best bets on that show. And mine are, might have been only sides this year. So on that, going three deep in the NFL, I'm 15 and six, which is awesome. But then in millions, where you have to extend it to a fourth and a fifth pick, do you know what those fourth and fifth picks are combined? Four and ten. Brutality, yeah. Four and ten. So it just drops off a cliff in terms of your ability to beat this. At least that's how it's going. So I'm just like, I'm irrelevant in the, in those contests. <laughs> so I always do yeah. I always do the, uh, I do one contest myself, and I do one contest with a friend we've done for three years now. He lives out, he lives out in New York. And so we always kind of do it as like we each, we like to talk it through, but usually it ends up, you know, usually, it usually ends up in a bit of a stalemate and it's like, okay, you get you two, we get two. And then we are like, I always call it, like, it's like the money ball in the three point contest, right? Like that fifth one. I'm like, it doesn't matter what we pick every time the fifth one loses, no matter what it's yeah. like, you put two heads together to try to agree on something in the NFL. And it's like, <laughs> no, nah, it's going to lose. That's its whole other dynamic yeah. too. When you have to have to caucus on stuff. Uh, the other thing we do on the Megapod again at the beating of the book feed is we do teasers, and we are we've been horrible at teasers this year collectively. None of us are any good at them, and it's one thing again we do the uh, the classic uh, Stanford Wong teaser legs of seven and a half, eight, eight, seven and a half between seven and a half and eight and a half point favorites at home teased down through the seven and three, or dogs of plus one and a half to plus two and a half home or away up through the three and the seven. And we have included way too many of the favorites between seven and a half and eight and a half down, and we're getting destroyed on them. Now, if you just stick with the dogs up through the three and the seven, you've done okay on teasers. Mm-hmm. And, and keep in mind this also, we, we're going to repeat a couple uh, numbers game tenets here this first segment that we've talked about for years and years. So for those who have listened, for those of you who have listened to this show for a long time, please forgive me for the repetition on this. But the thing with teasers also is, and we've talked about this here through the prism of the South Point. The South Point... For, like it was like four years ago, you know, they offer 21 different varieties of teasers, 21 different permutations of teasers, six points, six and a half, seven points, anywhere between two to eight teams. So that's 21 if you multiply those, right? And what they discovered is this is when they were doing their own internal sort of, you know, accounting that they were getting beat on like 16 out of those 21, something like that. They were getting crushed. Mm. So the sportsbook's response to that was to incrementally raise their juice. And so I think like six-point teasers are like minus 125 now. Six and a half is minus 140. Seven is minus 150. And so when we talked about that here on a numbers game, what we said is that's the book's way of countering the success of betters. And so for every little incremental raise in their juice, you're – your break even becomes that much higher yep. from 71% to 72%, whatever it is, right, with teasers. Only and, one shop in town here left here anymore that has minus 120 on six point teasers. And Crack was saying that's the most he would even play on them. Yeah. 
I, I think some of the East Coast but I think most of the East Coast books are minus one twenty, but man, I, I think I saw a shop the other deal, day deal of minus one forty five on a six point teaser. You, I mean, so that becomes then then it's like everything we talk about with Wong and stuff that becomes out just thrown out the window. Yep. Because what he was talking about back in the day was even less than minus one twenty. Anyway, so that's all these little things that we talk about. Here's another thing as we get through what was happening yesterday. Uh, Kelly mentioned Suns beat the Warriors 134 to 105. Clay ejected after Tawny Devin Booker and the whole Suns bench. Total of seven technicals assessed in the third quarter between the two teams, all in less than six minutes. Less than half a quarter. <laughs> it was something to watch. It was one of those I'm like watching my other screen and I turned around. I'm like, what's going on in this game right now? And here's what I really wanted to get to, which is the shorthanded Pelicans who did not have Zion Williamson mm-hmm. or Brandon Ingram. Or, by the way, Herb Jones either, right? Yep, no Herb Jones. They beat the Mavericks despite a great performance from, of Luka, course. 37, Lu- 11, Luka. and 7. Was it 37? What was it? 37 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists for him, 24 points by Spencer Dinwiddie. So this is, this is what we talk about all the time. Now, this has been referred to in different ways over the years in basketball, and this is just sort of the reminder for new for, for, for basketball betters, but really for new betters, new-ish basketball betters, that this has been referred to in different ways. Bill Simmons used to refer to this in his columns as the Ewing theory. Do you remember that, Kelly? Patrick Ewing famously yep. was hurt. And on a short-term basis, the Knicks rose up and were crushing. Not crushing, but they were beating opponents they shouldn't have as underdogs. They were beating. And he called it the Ewing theory. It was later sort of dubbed here. We, we hear people call it the fallen star theory, right? Where in the short term. Yeah, fallen star, fallen hero. You hear that all the time. Yep. Yeah, short term. A, a, a team that loses its best player can still perform really well in the short term. And really, especially in a betting market, not only, of course, did the Pelicans cover the plus five and a half, but they won it outright as plus one eighty dogs last night. This is this is the the sort of mystery alchemy of the sport of basketball, and we said this many times on the show. We'll repeat it again here for the first time this year. Basketball has an optimal efficiency of five players on the court. So the way I always used to say it is: if you have Wilt Chamberlain, let's say Kelly, Wilt Chamberlain. Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson. Pick whatever five Hall of Famers you want. Let's say that was your starting five. You're not scoring 300 points. There's an optimal efficiency. Right. And there is an alchemy to this that you can't really define. And so, as betters, don't overreact to big injuries in a short term. Now, in the long term, yeah, it's probably going to get you, right? The Pelicans aren't going to do this, you know, 20 games out without Zion, without Brandon Ingram, without Herb Jones. But on any given night, short term after that, just keep that in mind. That basketball is is it's not that mechanical like that. You can't define what happens when a certain group of five are out there more often than not. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I think you're spoon, you're especially talking about this Pelicans team. You know I'm high on them. This is a team that's deep. I, I mean, and what, yes, you're missing Ingram, you're missing Zion, you're missing Herb Jones last night, who are three of your best players. But, you know, you still got C.J. McCollum in that lineup. You still got Jonas Valanciunas in that lineup. You still got really good depth off the bench. Alvarado came in, had a huge first quarter. Gil, they had eight guys that finished a double-digit scoring. That'll do it. I mean, this is a team that's going to be a problem from that standpoint all all year long. So, I I, I think that's incredible to see. I, I, I think it was big time to see from the Pelicans last, last night. Made me feel good about some of my Pelicans bets going forward. I think the other way to spin that from a – from a betting standpoint, is 
the other night I bet the Rockets against the Jazz. We've seen the Jazz go off to this great start. The books kind of adjust to what they're what they're seeing. The Jazz beat these good teams. I still know off my priors the Jazz are a bad team. I bet the Rockets last night in a number that I thought was well, was too good to pass up. Rockets in Utah again tonight. I think I'm going to do it again tonight, Gil. They're sitting there catching seven in Utah tonight. It's one I'm looking at tonight. One bet I already made was the Bucks laying three and a half at the Nets uh, against the Nets. Prove it to me, Nets. Uh, that's the one I've already got in the account. But, yeah, I'm looking at the Rockets, too. And for the teasers, I want to get this in real quick. Teasers, Adam Burke has an article up at VEASAN.com on teasers this season. Make sure to head to VEASAN.com. Check that out. It's a beautiful thing. I want to follow up on a couple of those points. Like, when do your priors slough off? Like, in other words, I brought this up with JBT. I'll bring it up with Drew Densick here momentarily. At what point, if the Blazers just kept winning and winning, at what point do you say to yourself, my priors are stupid? We'll get into that. And also, probably the greatest sort of the fallen theory thing, I want to talk about a uh, behind-the-scenes Dr. Bob Jackie McCollum conversation. Coming up, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Just wanted to follow up on a couple things, just sort of like macro handicapping things that we're, we're alluding to there in the first segment. One, wh- when does your priors, when do your priors, and maybe there's not a static answer to this, but when do they slough off where you're like, oh, wow, I was completely wrong about Team X. Let's say it's the Blazers. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to hear Drew's answer on this as well, as well. but for me, it's, it's pretty simple, right? So it's when Team X start, starts losing or losing against the spread that you had circled as, you know, kind of someone you were high on or vice versa, right? A team you were low on that just keeps covering numbers. Right, but what's that? Is it eight games in? Is it ten games it's, in? It's usually a few weeks in. Yeah. It's usually a few weeks in. And look, I mean, you, what, you hopefully a lot of your teams that you had prior convention, convictions on, you know, carry on that way throughout the season, right? And some of, some of those usually do, and some don't. Some you have to adjust to, and you need to start, rework, you know, reworking your numbers. But... It also helps once you get into the season and there's more statistical information to fall back on and rely on yeah. as you reassess teams. The one, the one other thing I want to follow up on, too, is this, and this, of course, in, in wake of the uh, the Pelicans beating the Mavericks last night without Zion, without Brandon Ingram, without Herb Jones, and the, and the uh, you know, 
what, what Bill Simmons referred to as the Ewing theory, what was called the fallen star here, fallen hero theory otherwise. Um, I, back at the MIT Sloan Sports Conference back in the day when I used to go, and I went like six years in a row back in the day. It was the greatest conference ever back in the day before, you know, well before the Bet Bash years. And I was privy to a conversation between Dr. Bob, who was on the sports betting panel. This is like, I don't even know what year this was. Dr. Bob and Jackie McMullen, the famous Celtics, at the time, Celtics reporter. She obviously has gone on to ESPN and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, was but the angriest it, guy in New Jersey moderating? He was not. <laughs> um, but it was, but this, no, this was a behind-the-scenes conversation. This wasn't even on the panel. They oh, were just okay. at, they were at the, a dinner for everybody who was on panels. And uh, Bob and I had been hanging out. And so they got into this really big argument because Jackie McMullen at the time was like, Rajon Rondo is the, is the straw that stirs the Celtics drink in those, in those years. This is like just after they had won a championship, I think. And Bob was sitting there saying, no, you don't understand. Jared Sullinger means more to the Celtics on a nightly basis than Rajon Rondo does. And he was doing that through plus minus and all these different analytics. And it like make Jackie McMullen's head explode. One of my famous, more famous beating the book podcast was I got into it, Mark Spears telling him this conversation and he was losing his mind over it. And so it's just a different way of saying that's like basketball is not your eyes take in the jazz of basketball, right? No, Rajon Rondo makes plays on a nightly basis that no one else can make. And no one's disputing that. But what you're not processing is his poor performance on the defensive end, let's say, necessarily. Mm-hmm. And then on this show, Bob later, remember, I famously made the comments, some, some key numbers game listeners will remember this comment, when he said, Kevon Looney means more to the Warriors' success, ultimately, than Clay Thompson does. And that made people's heads explode. But now, after all these years, you kind of get what Bob meant. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, 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 anyway, it's just a keep that in mind with basketball betting. Just because a couple guys get hurt on a given night. Now, I'm not saying long-term, again, but on a given night. On the short-term, you might be able to exploit that because the market's going to overreact. Mm-hmm. Drew Dinsick joins us from both the uh, Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast from NBC Sports. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. This is a fascinating conversation. I love kind of process-oriented uh, uh, discussion. And, uh, you know, to kind of close the loop with uh, Kelly's question about priors, uh, every team is different. If you treat it, if you treat the NBA broadly as uh, you know a, a single strategy, you're going to find uh, much more varied results. In my mind, you need to look team by team because some teams you come in with wide bands of uncertainty because of just who's you know you don't really know roles, responsibilities, who's taking meaningful steps uh, in the offseason until you see it, and then other teams that have you know relatively narrow bands. And if you have a team with a narrow band and you, you're getting performance that's wildly different than prior, then I think it's completely fair to already be adjusting that team and then vice versa. If you have a team with the wide band uh, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, performing, you know, way above expectation, you shouldn't really be moving much because there, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, uncertain results until you have a little bit bigger, broader, you know, sample of data. And I think the NBA in particular is useful to point out that there are like clear pivot points within the season where teams kind of assess who they are and make adjustments. And, uh, you know, that well, you can view it as sort of the quarter po- quarter poles of the season and or you know like every 20 games um you know as you're getting close to sort of the kind of the the, the big time you know um high profile uh you know stuff at christmas the high profile stuff around the all-star break and and uh, and then of course um you know as you get into sort of the playoff crunch uh, you know like the teams really do change a lot of things at those points in time and even if a team is performing way off a of prior 
uh, you know, when we get to Christmas, I'll like reevaluate that and see, you know, like, okay, is there a chance that they now get to that prior that I had? And so, you know, I think you have to kind of keep an open mind and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, and also kind of waiting information over the balance of the season relative to what you have that's kind of in, you know, relatively recent is important to time decay in the NBA is is crazy uh you know you can have a five game sample on a team that's more indicative of what their next game strength is going to be than you know the the previous 60 uh and so kind of appropriately kind of capturing what's happening now with the team and the nba matters a ton too yeah and it's it's also it sort of triggers in my head like some people don't do any preseason, you know, prep at all. They just show up with like, I'm just going to watch what I watch, and they go from there. Now, if your preseason prep ends up being really good, whatever the sport, basketball or baseball, gives you a head, it gives you a leg up. But if it ends up being not good, you've actually, you know, because I can remember baseball seasons where my preseason prep really manifested immediately in April, and then like the next year, I would do my preseason prep, and April would suck, and it required, because I had the motor memory, right, of being good the previous year, of being like, I don't know, my number, right? And you have to have the humility of just saying, I don't know a thing. And so that's <laughs> you know. I can give you two other quick anecdotes. So uh, for sure, for me, for the NBA this year, um, through one week, absolutely miserable. I, I don't even want to be betting my stuff right now in the NBA. It's not going well. <laughs> but that, And a lot of that, I think, is poor, probably born out of the fact that the NFL is going quite well for me. And so for that reason, I don't think I was really as keen on trying to understand what was happening in, in the preseason, trying to understand some of the uh, kind of moving parts with some of these teams. And uh, you know, I'm sure that, that that has kind of trickled in here. I didn't really have many kind of macro theses or sort of what the rule changes were going to mean and what that was going to do to scoring. And uh, so I've been caught by I surprise on a lot of totals here and uh you know market moving with me within you know and a bunch of these bets kind of had me not really evaluating what was going on but um yeah cer- certainly that's real for me this year um and then you know there there are sports where your preseason work matters almost entirely i would say college football and college basketball are the best examples there um football because it's such a small sample size you only have so many weeks of games like you you almost have to beat the market early there and then once the market catches up to you that's sort of that um and then similarly with basketball like all of the hay is made in november december and once the you know market knows how to rate these teams there's just a lot less margin for error all right, so then I hesitate. Do I even ask you what your basketball plays are tonight? <laughs> I yeah, even... <laughs> I'm happy to tell you what I play. Please. Uh, and again, this is kind of sticking to preseason priors to a degree, even though they have proven not to be very meaningful through one week. But I'm going to chalk up week one to extended preseason. Uh, I'm going to stick with uh, some enthusiasm here about what this young uh, Magic core has. Uh, they're going up against uh, a team in the Cavaliers that I don't think has an especially impressive bench. Uh, and the Magic, really, where they have lost games, where they have blown covers, has been when their second unit has been on the floor. So I think this is going to be a very competitive game. Won't be surprised if the Magic get uh, their first win here. Um, but I took the eight and a half points there. And then uh, I also went to war with the Rockets here against the Jazz. I am not buying that the Jazz ought to be power rated as some team that's uh, figured it all out. Yes, I get it. The sum of the parts is a lot better than the expectation expectation we had coming into the season of some tanking unit that was going to be, uh, uh, you know, kind of moving all of these pieces in season. And, uh, and yes, right now they are not a, a, a bottom five team as constituted, but, um, you know, there, there are a lot of things due for regression with this team, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. They are not defending at the rim well at all. Uh, and they've gotten relatively lucky in terms of opponent shooting so far. So Rockets 
even though Brockets are not a team that I'm loving and expecting to win a ton of games this season do match up well against the jazz in my opinion uh and i think uh it reasonably kind of analytically minded in terms of the way they're approaching the game which i like so uh, i think the rockets can cover and then uh the worst of them all I, I laid the points with the uh uh with the sixers and this is uh <laughs> this is a weird one i'm off market on raptors i just don't think that they're correctly rated and uh and in particular with some of the injuries they've already sustained this season i, I make the sixers uh, almost four points better than this team on a neutral so i laid the one here in uh, toronto uh and hoping just hoping that uh you know the uh james harden return to the nightlife of the toronto scene doesn't derail this one <laughs> <laughs> his name's in the rafters in some of those places <laughs> Uh, Magic plus the points, literally. Magic plus the points against the Cavs. Again, the Rockets plus the points against the Jazz. And uh, holding his breath and taking the Sixers <laughs> against the Raptors. And lovely Toronto. The T-Dot, the Six, up there in uh, in Canada. All right, we'll come back. Drew on the NFL. He's been killing it. See what he's got going here for week number eight in the National Football League next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Pro tips with actionable insights to up your betting game. Deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs. Plus, our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. Still to come, uh, Mike Pritchard on the NFL. Jason Weingarten on baseball. See what other football bets he might have. Alex Monahan, co-founder of Odds Jam, will uh, join us in studio. And uh, in about 15 minutes, a little shy of 15 minutes, Bob DeLuca from Crushem Sports. The gentleman who has six remaining entries, all six of his entries, still in Circa Survivor. Only 125 total entries left. And we will uh, try to get into his brain, what he's been thinking, what he's thinking moving forward, a whole bunch of stuff. We'll do that. Drew Densick, kind enough to join us for a second segment uh, from the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with his buddy Andy Molitor, and NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. All right, so the NFL season has gone very well for you. Um totals or sides specifically better than the other or everything uh sides have gone my way from like made the right choice got the market agreement got the result no question totals have bounced my my direction in ways that i have not in you know hadn't had luck like that in years past like best example would be like i had a an under in the ravens cleveland game and i don't know if you saw the end of that but that took some oh yeah a fluky penalty a oh, fluky yeah. Yeah, two fluky penalties and uh, you know, blocked field goal, and then even then, you know, a fumble inside of scoring territory. There was like eight, you know, there were ten different ways that that could have gotten against me, and for that to land forty three was very lucky. And that was that's sort of been the story about my totals over the balance of the season. But um, yeah, game by game totals, futures, everything is uh, kind of breaking my way for the NFL this season. So I'm in uh, absolutely solid spirits about how things are are looking right now. And again, let me just seize on that because I've said this about my mine on the Megapod too. Like everything that could go my way 
has gone my way, right? Like everything, and in previous years, they would all go against me, and I wasn't dumb then, and I'm not smart now. It's just, <laughs> it's just the NFL, and you have to be able to process what is f- good fortune, and you have to also have that gear where, like, because a lot of people are like this, right? Like, if things go against you, it's the conspiracy of the world, but when, it, <laughs> when things go for you, it's somehow it's you, right? You did it. So let's not be that person either. What do you have this week? Uh, a super light card this week after all that uh, <laughs> positive glowing uh, market maybe catching up to me. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, my favorite look is definitely the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks continue their winning uh, winning ways against the New York Giants. Giants in a miserable spot here in terms of travel, what they've uh-huh. been asked to do lately. Uh, and on top of that, uh, a couple of underreported injuries that may ultimately affect this one on the Giants side of the ball. I'm not especially worried about DK Metcalf go or no go here. Uh, I like what the Seahawks are doing just from an offensive philosophy standpoint outside of Metcalf's performance specifically. Not believing as much in this Giants defense as the uh, the market is. And, and in general, I think uh, uh, what they're getting done offensively, while impressive, uh, the Seahawks just prepared for a very similar style of approach and, uh, and defended it very well. I think you're seeing a lot of young Seahawks emerge on this team, particularly the two tackles, two cornerbacks. Some of the defensive line play uh, has been solid this last two weeks now. And uh, Mark is still rating the Seahawks like uh, – they're kind of on the fringes of uh, contention when I think they're pretty clearly in the mix to both win the NFC West and, you know, and at, at worst get a playoff spot. So um, we're in a very, this is a, just kind of a funny game to even be highlighting. Uh, Giants Seahawks was an absolute throwaway in the preseason. Uh, I don't think anyone would have guessed Sunday, October 30th, we would all be boiling <laughs> down for the game of the week, which was Seahawks Giants. Um, but uh, you know that this is like the upside down, like, Giants, Jets, Seahawks, Falcons, like these, these were consensus bottom five teams coming into the season. And they're all very much in the mix for the playoffs while the likes of the, uh, uh, you know, the Rams Packers and, and Bucks are struggling mightily. So, uh, it's amazing to see it all play out. And, uh, you know, I think this will be a pretty good game, but ultimately the Seahawks laying the three is a solid one for me. Uh, and then I took a couple of real, real stinky overs. <laughs> I took the over in Titans, Texans, and took the over in commanders, Colts, uh, both of them in that. <laughs> 40 point range uh and the you know the the titans texans is the easier stronger look i guess um we'll go with uh kind of what's going on with this texans texans defense is you know among all of the teams that were expected to be bad the texans are the only ones who have come to the table and really given us horrific football particularly uh against you know defending the run uh, i think the titans that tacks into what they want to do as plan a and i think uh you know derrick henry you know looking like the derrick henry of old just based on the texans defensive front and their looks uh is likely like the the especially like the tape that uh, the Texans defense put on uh, on you know the 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 plays they put on tape last week, uh, you know Vrabel and company in the Titans, they are going to be absolutely watering you know mouth watering watching what the blocking schemes worked against that unit and how effective it was. And Texans didn't even try to adjust in game, so Titans are going to be able to to put some points on the board here. And and then I think uh, you know there are a couple of Titans that are banged up on the defensive side of the ball that'll give the Texans some opportunities to score some garbage time points here. So I think that one pretty clearly gets into the uh, mid forties. So I took an over 41 and then uh, Colts commies. The the commies are, are plucky on offense here. (laughs) Uh, 
Terry McLaurin obviously has a ton of chemistry going with uh, Taylor Heineke, and uh, he was the D standout player against a good uh, CB1 and Jair Alexander for the Packers last week. I think he has every opportunity to cook Stefan Gilmore this week for uh, you know in in in, uh, in a, on a fast turf in, in Indianapolis, and uh, the pivot from Matt Ryan to um, Sam Ellinger while. Long term, I don't expect this to vault the Colts all of a sudden into contention in a super, super weak AFC South. I would still expect that the offense looks a little bit more feisty, uh, largely because, number one, they're going against the commander's defense, who has tons of holes. And number two, because he's a little bit more mobile. And, uh, you know, if there's anything that we've learned through you know, the first seven weeks of the season so far, it's that uh, the way that defenses are, you know, have pivoted to uh, you know the, the too high safety concept more aggressively, which in you know direct response to the likes of the Pat Mahomes of the world in terms of how you have to play defense against him, um, you know that has made it more easy for sort of the younger mobile quarterbacks to uh, to get it done on the ground. I think the success of Fields on Monday night, the success of uh, Daniel Jones over the balance of the season, you know even Geno Smith to a degree, um, you know the the fact that those guys are mobile that they can get the uh, you know the hard yard on the ground um you know in addition to you know making some precision passes has been uh sort of the secret to success here so i don't know that sam ellinger is going to be able to you know do it all but uh, he certainly brings uh, an element to the offense that uh, matt ryan did not with his ability to move it on the ground and uh so i think ultimately that's just a higher scoring game than people realize any any commander's game lined in the 40s i'm I'm probably going to play it over from here until the end of the season yeah and this one at 40 by the way on this show we refer to him as the incomparable terry mclaurin he is just on <laughs> By the way, back to the back to the Seahawks for a second. I it was on guessing lines. That was one of the three that I immediately said I'm betting right after the show, and I did. I bet the Seahawks minus three at that point, minus one hundred five. I think I guessed four. I think it was two and a half when we were doing the show. The other thing we talked about with the Seahawks yesterday, and I hesitated to do this because they got one more against the Niners. They got two more against the Rams. I think they play the Chiefs still on their schedule. Two of memory serves. I'd have to check on that. Um, I think that's the other team they play, but they're five to one to win that division. Would you play that? I'm holding 40 to one. So oh, no. So no. Okay. So there's my <laughs> but answer. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, is, do I make five to one value? Yes. Uh, I think, um, there are long shot cases to be made for a lot of terrible teams in the NFC right now because of the state of the top. Yeah. And I, I can't even count how many times we've talked about this over the balance of the off season and the regular season so far. Um, but you know, the, 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 the powers that, you know, that the, the traditional powers and the old quarterbacks are just, they're performing way, way, way below expectation. And it's all explainable and looks repeatable. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, that opens the door for chaos, obviously. And that's what you're seeing with the, some of the, some of the teams that have surprised to the good here. Um, and I have, I thought hard about trying to make a case for the Panthers, both this week against a, a Falcons team that have, uh, you know, huge cluster injury going on right now at cornerback. I thought hard about making case for them for the NFC South, uh, just because it's like, I mean, somebody's got to win and they're only one game behind the Bucks, and, you know, win this week could absolutely flip things. Buccaneers dogs to at home to the Ravens. So, but, at, but this case for the Seahawks winning the West is way, way, way more straightforward because you're betting into variants of two quarterbacks ahead of him that are huge, huge red flags for injuries. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, not mm-hmm. a guy that makes it through a season healthy very often in his career, on top of the fact that a ton of the rest of the important players on that roster already have missed time due to injuries. The likelihood of re-injury is real for them. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we know specifically what's going on with Stafford and his elbow. Um, you know, a couple of more losses in the team, you know, likely putting him on ice, giving him the elbow surgery so he's ready for next year is not out of the question in my mind. So uh, I think the door is absolutely open for the Seahawks to storm through. And uh, it's a good young team. Pete Carroll, if there's one thing he has been good at, and there's lots of things I would critical of him, uh, but if there's one thing he's good at, it's coaching up young talent, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. So I expect general improvement from that defense as we continue to go through the season. Pete Carroll has done a great job. Pete Carroll to me right now is the coach of the year really oh, is. with apologies to, to apologies to nick sirianni he's the coach of the year based on expectations he is to me a uh, long way to go long way to go drew doesn't have time to respond enjoy sirianni for me enjoy <laughs> drew thank you so much man appreciate it bob deluca from crushroom sports survivor talk next at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt in to this promotion on BetMGM's app or website with one-game parlay. You can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead and take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, the over in points. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager on four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Uh, Circus Survivor 3 started with 6,133 entries, and in the span of just seven weeks, they are down to 125 entries. Six of those entries, the max allowed, belong to one man. His name is Bob DeLuca. He's from Crushem Sports, and he's kind enough to join us this morning. Good morning, Bob. Appreciate it, man. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on. We appreciate it very much. Let me let me let me just start by saying by, by sort of asking you this: How many years have you been playing Survivor Pools? I've been playing since the start of Circuit. I've so, been in all three circuits. You never played a Survivor Pool before Circus three years. No, sir. 
Oh, okay. So, and how did you do in the first couple of years? First year I was out in week one. Second year I was out in week one and three. Okay. So you come into this year, and again, we, we talked about how, you know, some people had 30 entries, some people had 20 entries, that sort of thing. But you played this kosher. You went with six entries. Uh, and you, before the season, now what you have done, let's just start with what you have done so far, and then I want to get back to your thinking before the season and what you're thinking now. You have played it one team with all six of your entries thus far. Week one, you had the Eagles. They ended up beating the Lions 38-35. to Week two, you had the Packers. They coasted by the Bears 27-10. to Week three, you had the Bears over the Texans this year. That was the game people will remember. It was nip and tuck, and then Roquan Smith had the pick at the end to set up the Bears' game-winning field goal, so that was a tight one. Week four, you had the Giants, 20-12 to winners over the Bears. Week five, the Buccaneers, who led the Falcons 21 to nothing, and then 15 points furiously from the Falcons, and then that ridiculous roughing the passer penalty, which sort of sealed it for the Buccaneers that day. Week six, the Chargers in overtime Monday night over the Broncos. That was the game that looked like it could be a tie, looked like the Chargers could lose. You end up getting that one uh, on, I believe, was it the muffed punt? I believe that uh, sealed the deal there on that one. And then the Raiders this week. <clears throat> Just talk, talk me through the Raiders, first of all. What led you to the Raiders this past week as opposed to the Patriots uh, or the, well, the Buccaneers you already used, but as opposed to the Patriots, why'd you go Raiders? I went with the Raiders because I I counted on the Texans. I counted on David Mills tossing a touchdown that would hurt that team, toss, tossing an interception during the game, which he did in the Bears game in week three with 18 seconds left when they were deep in their own zone. So I really don't consider Houston to be that good of a team. I thought that I could run, that the Raiders could run on them. I just... Yeah, of course, you're always nervous when you're using Derek Carr, but he came to a us in the end. Okay, did you? And I got that interception. David Mills. You sure did. Yeah. Now let me let me ask you: Before the season started, you had your six entries. Was it your plan to go one pick on all six entries, on all six entries moving forward? Was that like your north star for this? Plan was to go all in six for the first four weeks, and then once I got past week three with the 18-second uh, interception, uh, I managed to get to week six all in, and then by the time I hit week six, I felt that I can get through week eight with no problem. So you so you're, you plan on this week, because this week is week eight, you plan on going one team for all six yeah. entries again? Right now... That's the plan, but when the huge upset happened Monday night and we dropped the number to 125, as comfortable as I feel about the selection I have for week eight, I'm starting to look to maybe start spreading out. I'd hate to get this far and hit the number and then crash and burn. Yeah, because, Bob, this is what I was going to say. Now, here's, and I'll preface this by saying, because I've had experience, I was telling I was telling everybody yesterday on the air that once I got really far into Survivor, and then uh, my buddy Rufus is on the Megapod tomorrow, he was like, hey, this is who you should pick. And, who should, and I was like, excuse me, was it me who got this for or you, right? So I hesitate because I had five entries and I'm out. You have six and you're in. So I am no person to tell you what to do. But you do realize, and I guess by what you're saying, you are indicating that you do, that it's one thing to have all six of your entries when it's 6,133 total. But now that it's six entries 
with only 125 left, meaning you are just shy, Bob, of having 5% of the remaining entries in the pool, that you are the man in the driver's seat. You are, you control this thing. Everybody else can't really grasp a victory as long as you've got the advantage like this. So you are seriously considering finally now after seven weeks breaking these up, but you're not 100% going to do that? No, not yet. But I looked over, I see that there's one one entrant with three entries, and there's six with two, and everyone else has one. So I am in the driver's seat, and it's of course how you how I'm go- going to spread them out. But I am sitting pretty good, and I think that uh, I'm probably going to going to spread out. Probably going to spread out, but not committing to it this week necessarily. Um, do not, I? Not committing. I'm very comfortable with the pick I have. You're very comfortable with the pick you have. So you may in fact go. One is, by the way, this I, I have to tell you the other the other people that control the other 119 entries. They're listening to this and saying to themselves, oh, my God, this is awesome that he's going with one pick for the, for the rating sure. six. Well, they are. Yeah. You, you recognize that. So I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Listen, <laughs> I'm sure they are. Bob, let me, let me ask you this. Now, I don't expect you to necessarily answer, but it's incumbent upon me as the guy doing this interview to ask you this. Do you care to share who that team might be? Not really. Okay. I'm Good sorry. answer, Bob. Good answer. I was hoping you would answer that. Don't just recognize that I was I was contractually obligated to ask you that. All right. So now are you hedging? Are you thinking about hedging with other bets as you do this now? Yes. Yes, you are. And if you play one team on these remaining six, I assume you will do that this week? Yes, I will. Okay. And you're clearly not a superstitious guy, right? Because you're willing to come on this show. When I asked you to come on, was there a thought in your head that said to yourself, where you said to yourself, boy, I don't know, this has gone so well. Maybe if I come on a show, somehow the karmic universe will come against me. Any of that? No, I was happy to come on the show. I think you're going to be good luck for me. Oh, thank you, Bob. That's appreciated. Now, Bob, if you lose, are you blaming us? That's the next question. No, I, I can only blame myself. Okay, you can only blame yourself. All right, um, let me just ask you from from a standpoint then now of, you know, moving just your general thoughts on this contest. Do you feel like your that it has mainly been your impeccable choices, or that this has been really as much just luck as it is skill for you, that it's been more of an avoidance of a minefield than it has been your strategy? Or do you think it's equal parts? I think I've avoided a few minefields. I was uh, correct. I made a few changes as I got close, and I did avoid some minefields. And uh, I think I'm good at what I do, and I have a very high risk tolerance. Very high risk tolerance. When you add that all up, you know, I, I, I'm in risky business right now. Yeah. No, I think a high risk tolerance is absolutely something that'll, you know, that not only do a lot of people not have, but a lot of people can't grasp that others do have. Last question, because I got to run. You're not, you, you are not saying you're going to spread them out this week with 100% certainty. You may use all entries on one team this week. Can you guarantee us 
that if you use all on one team this week, that you will spread them out next week, or are you saying you might do it next week as well? Week nine is very tough. I've been looking at week nine, hoping to get past week eight, of course. Week nine looks tough. I'll uh, attack that when I get to it, if I reach it. But right now, I still have to get past week eight, and let's hope I do. Bob, we wish you luck. I hope you do as well. Great, great to have you. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, good luck, man. Six million dollars. We're get all rooting Bob. for you, Bob. Thank you so much. Thank you, girl. Thank you, Kelly. Bob DeLuca, everybody from Crush Him Sports. That's awesome. It sounded like he's going all in again this week. I like with it. one team. Do it, Bobby. Let's go. I had to ask. I knew he wasn't going to answer, but I was like, "Well, you care to share that team?" Had to. Uh, good for him. It sounds like one team this week, and then maybe spread them out next week. I, I think that's what he's leading. I said I was going all six on some big dog. <laughs> Bob DeLuca, Crusher Sports, six out of 125 left. Mike Pritchard joins us next on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 